M1 Trade Up Bazaar is back. Trade in your old phone for a brand new iPhone 15 Pro Max and get up to $955 off. Yes, you heard that right. Up to $955 off on the new iPhone 15 Pro Max. Just walk in to your nearest M1 shop to do the trade up. Many other exciting offers are up for grabs too. Hurry, the M1 Trade Up Bazaar is on for the month of May. M1 Trade Up Bazaar. Best deals in town. It's Shane, Mark, Nikki, and Kian. It's Westlife here with us. How you doing? <laughs> It's a very, very special podcast um, episode, and we're so happy to have the guys here with us. Thank you for taking the time, guys. For thanks, thanks for having us. Sitting down, and we're going to talk a little bit about mental health. Um, let's chat a bit about the fame. I mean, you guys have been in the spotlight for so many years at the height of the fame. I mean, it must have been fantastic, but at the same time, I'm sure there were there were times where it's been difficult to deal with. Can you all talk us through it? Does anyone want to start? Nikki, you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's what's first? I think what's what we should say is the the great work that people around the world have been doing with mental health um, yeah. more recently, or particularly, I guess, in the last five years, probably. Yeah. Um, you know, mental health has an impact on everything. You know, how you behave. Um, how you think, and whether it's alcohol abuse or you know, I don't know, a major depressive disorder or uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. There's so many different ranges of mental health, and it does it does affect people in, in many different ways. But yeah. I guess when you look at ourselves, the fame is is something that not many people um, get to experience. Yeah. So that brings a whole new world of of uh, I guess challenges uh, yeah. with it. Um, when we started in '99. There was no such thing as mental health. Like right? no, nobody, right. yeah, nobody came to us and said, "Look after yourself," yeah. or you know, if you've got a problem, talk. Or yeah. are um, you okay? Yeah, nobody no, said exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, nobody, exactly. nobody said those things. Um, I think I don't know how people dealt with it. Even individually, I think we all def de dealt with it differently. But for me, I always had an, in I guess, like an inner uh, want or, or um, feeling to try and stay calm through it all don't yeah. let it affect me uh don't let you know don't don't drink too much don't think you're something you're not try and keep those feet firmly on the ground and that that came with the amount of fame that we managed to achieve or you know even financial aspects yeah. to it. i just even when i went home with my friends you know they all be going oh look at you touring the world westlife and uh but but they kept me grounded as well as my family and yeah. you know the girlfriend uh that i had then became my wife we're still together yeah. so we were we had a very great Grounded kind of background, so uh, I always had that in my mind. That's great. Um, I think that possibly is for all of you. I mean, you've you've kept grounded all these years. I think that's why you're here together again, isn't yeah. it? And that's fantastic. So. Um, Mark, you've previously spoken about being in a pretty dark place. This is before you came out. How was that like for you? Did you feel? I know it was a very very lonely time, and you possibly felt you could not, you know, turn to anybody. How did you deal with that time? And how are you now? Well, first of all, I'm I'm great now. Honestly, like the best I've ever ever been because I feel like I know what my my values are. Um, it's become more clear than ever recently. I think a lot of people have gone through that. Um, something about the the pandemic. Sorry to mention it, but you know something about that brought immense clarity to many people. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean I'm fantastic now. I've got a a little daughter who turns three today actually. Um, oh. So we'll have to celebrate that when I get home. But um. Yeah. And yeah, like genuinely in, in terms of my personal life, yeah. um, 
I just feel much clearer, you know, the clarity is is there. And something that, you know, somebody said to me not that long ago, you know, it was to do with values and, and to really sort of follow your values and chase your values and the things that you value in life. Um, and that's really been very kind of important sort of bit of an epiphany or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, like going back, I think anybody, it's not just me, but anybody who's in the closet and, you know, dealing with their sexuality, um, it's a very lonely place, you know, no matter where you are, whether you're in a boy band or whether you, you know, work in an office or you're, you could be a, a young teenager, you could be a 40 year old person. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a lonely place. And, you know, when I said I was in a dark place, I certainly was. What I mean by that was, it's a very dark idea to not be able to be yourself, you know. Um, I think that it's underappreciated to walk out your front door and to just feel like, the you that you're presenting to everybody is the real you, you know. Yeah. Um, it's probably something that obviously, thankfully, it, it's, it should be this way, but people take it for granted that you can just walk out the door and be yourself. Yeah. But there's a lot of people out there that don't have the ability, whether it's internally that they can't be themselves or whether they grow up in a, in a culture or society that they're literally not allowed to be themselves. I mean, there's places in the world where you literally, it's illegal to be yourself. Right. Um, and other places it's not illegal, but... It might be frowned upon and there's various levels of that depending on, I suppose, where you are in the world. Um, even within one country, in the cities, it might be more accepted and out in the rural parts, you know, it could be the opposite to that. So right. it's a there's a big spectrum of um, situations that you can find yourself in, but yeah. all of them are dark, you know. So when I said when I said it was in the dark place, I suppose the best way to describe that was it was circumstantial and it was because of... Um, it was because of a situation that I found myself in that I really didn't want to be in. It was very uncomfortable. Right, um, yeah. And the simple thing of waking up and being yourself, it might sound just like quite quite a soft um, idea, but actually it's, it's the core of who we are as, as humans, you know? And so um, when, you when that's suppressed, whether you're suppressing it yourself or suppressed by everyone around you, I think... Um, of course, it drains you of your of that magic thing that we all have, which is just loving life, you know. Yeah. And it can slowly wear you down over over time. And so, the best thing that ever happened to me was I came out, and I I learned very quickly that um, coming to terms with my sexuality and then telling everybody about it and being myself, yeah, um, was the best thing that I've ever done. Um, it was the beginning, really. I I feel it was the real, true beginning of my adult life I suppose oh. um, and yeah sorry I, I know I've kind of put a long answer on the question no, but no, no. this is a pretty deep podcast yeah, so. no. well I'm, I'm so happy that you were able to get to that point where you could come out and yeah. and you're in a great place now which is which is fantastic yeah you know, and that's the most know. important thing the message really is that yes I was in a, a darker place before but yeah. hopefully anybody who observes like my journey through that will see that, you know, there is a major light at the end of the tunnel. And if you yeah. can bring yourself to, you know, process it and get through it and come out the other side, yeah. literally, um, you know, it can be it can be a fantastic yeah. and a happy life, you know. Oh, that's a great message. And I think a lot of people are going to be feeling that one. Um, you're all dads right now. And uh, did I read this right, that you have collectively 
10 kids yeah. between yeah. all of you guys. This yes. is insane. Um, they formed a band. Is that is that true? Shane, is this true? I mean, have you guys all, all the kids all formed a band? Uh, they kind of did on the <laughs> 2019 tour. Yeah. Westlife 2 Cuz, they called it. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of like, you know, it was the first time that the, I suppose the children, you know, 10 children, all different ages wow. came together, you know, because obviously we got back together as a band, but then our kids were starting to meet each other, some of them for right. the first time or, or hadn't seen each other in years or were yeah. too young to remember. So they all of a sudden had these other nine children that were, you know, similar situation to them where their dads are in Westlife and they're yeah. coming to all these amazing concerts and they're like, this is crazy what, what daddy does for his yeah. job, you know. And <laughs> so it was quite exciting. Um, and it really actually made, I think, it really did make um, us, I think, appreciate Westlife more um, and kind of really kind of enjoy Westlife an awful lot more because of our children. Right. Um, because back in the early days, I suppose it's, you're doing it, you know, to be a pop star and you're doing it for the success and you're doing it for seeing all the countries and it's all about you. Yep. It's all about us individually. Yep. Um, but now it's actually all about our children, really. Yeah. You know, everything, you know, it is our job. We do this for our children. We obviously love doing it. It's a, it's a, it's a great job to have, but our, our children, I think, get to enjoy it even more than we do. Because um, when they get together at the concerts and, you know, they're doing their little bands or they're singing songs or they're writing songs together. And it was crazy to see it. And we didn't encourage it. It just happened organically yeah. and naturally, yeah. uh, which is lovely because they, they get very excited, you know, even coming up to the we're doing some shows now in the UK and Ireland in November, December. Yeah. So they're all wow. excited asking oh, what shows Rock we're going to or what shows, you know, Layla going to or whatever. You know, it's all about meeting each other. At the gigs, wow. the, sad, so the sad part. The concert is, is the second part. <laughs> the sad part of it now, Gene, is that, you know we probably give the exclusive is that that band has has, has broken up actually. That, that's like two <laughs> they haven't done anything since. <laughs> no, they've uh, and obviously COVID didn't help the, 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 you know, the lockdown. But uh, but yeah, the reunion will be uh, interesting when they all get back together. And yeah. Oh my gosh, I was just gonna ask about like how the dad life has made your mental health better. Uh, Kian, would you like to jump? Yeah, in with sure. That yeah, one? I yeah. mean, like, I think when you have a child. Um, the first thing that, that kind of happens to you is that you realize, oh, right, this is what life is all actually, this is what life is about. Yeah. Um, you know, prior to having children, you're all about yourself. You're all about the things that you're doing in your own life. Yeah. Um, and then when, when a little one comes along and I'll never forget the first day um, when I, you know, set eyes on my first little boy and he opened his eyes and looked directly at me lying on his mom's chest. I think that's that that's the moment that changed my life forever. So, um, you know, and everything about yourself becomes secondary yeah. um, and everything about what's going on with your children and, and your family life becomes the primary thing. And um, I think for me, I'm sure for all of us, um, you know, doing this job in particular, um, <clears throat> you know, it kind of makes it better when you have children yeah. because, you know, you know that you're you're doing something for them and to, to help them with their future. And, you know, we've obviously no idea what's down the road for any of us. Right. Um, and I think sometimes looking too far down the road can be a negative thing, but- um, It's frightening sometimes too, It, right? it is, it's yeah. very frightening, you know, you so know. you've just got to try and live in the moment as much as possible and, um, you know, use the power of now as 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 the main tool in life and um you know enjoy your children for what they are let's say if you're if you're all not feeling in a good headspace you're feeling a bit negative what's the first thing you do to get yourself out of out of out of that rut nikki you want to start uh it's an interesting question i guess um it depends what the the issue in my head is okay um i mean for example if it's parenting um you know I'd probably my dad's not with us anymore so sometimes depending on what's going on you kind of think 
dad you know if you're up there you know what the hell do i do now right uh the wonderful thing about being a parent is and the challenging thing yeah. is you know when we were kids you know i'm sure it's the same for us all our parents made everything all right all the time yeah um and when you grow up and you become a parent you realize that your parents were actually making up as they were going along as well they were winging it yeah. right yeah, well, and, <laughs> and who doesn't so so that can be quite a scary moment when you when that realization yeah. sets in and you think shit yeah. like you know what the, what what did they what would they have done then and what will i yeah. do now so um yeah because it's you know different challenges present themselves all the time right. so yeah i mean i suppose if you if you just want to leave on that one i guess talking to my dad you know i don't get very many answers from him actually but, <laughs> but certainly <laughs> talking to him going, yeah <laughs> don't, don't, don't whatever you do that don't let me down this time <laughs> that type of stuff. okay what about for you Shane? uh i think yeah i think talking to my wife is she's kind of <laughs> anything even if it's what i have on the menu if, I, if i'm struggling with that <laughs> mentally to decide, that when you're to, des to decide what i'm having to eat um but yeah no i i would i would talk to jillian about like literally everything if i'm having an issue or having a problem she'd be the, the one person that will always give me the honest answer even if it's not the right answer i want to hear you right. know even if it's like telling me you know you shouldn't be doing that or no that's not good or let's do this or whatever right. um but yeah, I do that. But like just from a physical point of view, if I'm feeling down or if I feel a bit like in a negative place, I'd, I'd probably go to the gym or go for a run or, or mm. try and just run it off. Yeah. And see how I feel because it's amazing. It's amazing how you can literally be in the gym or, or sweat it out or go for a run and feel positive. You, yeah. You, you just, you, you always feel positive after going to the gym. Isn't it's that a fact right? Of life. Yeah. Yeah. You no have what, to move. No matter you what you do in the move. gym, even if it's, even if it's just you know, 20 minutes um, or go look, for a walk. I, look, it's important to say it doesn't fix every problem, okay? I remember discussing right. this before okay. on a radio show back in Ireland right. and, you know, we, everybody will bang on about going to the gym because it releases good endorphins and it does yeah. and that's proven. Okay. But it doesn't fix every problem so it's right. important to mention yeah. that. But if you don't do it, it, you're certainly not giving yourself the best chance, you know? Right. So if you can do it, Absolutely true. I actually heard something as well on a podcast recently. It's um, this woman was talking about something that was actually to do with mental health and it was to do with sports uh, psychology and different yeah. things. It was, it was a rugby player or something. Uh, but this woman was saying that even if, even if you're not feeling great, if you pretend, if you pretend you have a pencil in your mouth and you try and hold on to it, so just no. But if you smile, if you just we're go, holding that now, yeah. listen, no, but if, that. If, if, if you basically just smile, just yeah. smile, it releases stuff in your chemicals in your brain Isn't that, crazy? that gives you happy thought. But if, yeah. if you're like going, oh, I can feel really down, <laughs> and you do that. You actually feel a little bit happier. Yeah, <laughs> just right? for a second, yeah. but you do feel happier. Have you heard of laughing yoga? Yes, we what? did it. We did, it's so yoga. weird. I did it on a radio show back that obviously I used to be a part of back in Ireland. We did it. I didn't believe in it. I thought this is absolute baloney. Right. And so this show, girl me, came show on. me a bit. Of she from, she's from America. <laughs> so look, I'm not, I'm not qualified to do it, but she literally went so start laughing. So <laughs> 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 That's so weird. <laughs> and you keep it going. And what happens is, if you look around, everybody is laughing. And the more you do, you end up actually really laughing. Because right. obviously we're not really laughing now. We're forced. Yeah. I was, I was laughing. The, the more you do it, you actually start laughing. <laughs> and you don't know what you're laughing at. But um, yeah, laughing yoga. I, I mean, yeah, we're talking about podcasts and listening to podcasts. I actually listen to quite yep. a lot. I think probably we all do. But um, something that I heard on one recently was that if you think something, just because you think something doesn't mean it's real, you know. So I think okay. we all do a lot of um, thinking in our heads. And we all sort of, um, sometimes you can arrive in a place where something that's not real or yep. true can become a fact in your mind yeah um and so you have to be when that happens sometimes that that thing that becomes real in your mind could be quite a negative thing or it could be 
you know, thinking something that's not happening or thinking that somebody's talking about you when they're not or thinking that, you know, stuff's going on that's not going on. Um, and so that's where something like like CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, um, I've definitely gone, you know, had some of that in the past. And that's basically sort of allowing yourself to sort of break down your own thoughts and just talk to yourself within your head and tell yourself that actually I'm kind of thinking this, but is it really, is it really true? Or am I kind of making it up in my head through either paranoia or just whatever, you know, I think, right. you know, the the point, the point being that um, we can have a chat with ourselves about the stuff we're thinking yeah. and um, break it down a little bit. And if you have unhealthy thoughts or whether it's paranoia or whether it's whatever it might be that, if you can recognise and feel those feelings of it could be anxiety or whatever coming in, you can recognise it and you can sort of take a deep breath and you can try and um, stop it from happening, you yeah. know? Um, and just being really aware of your ability to do that um, is quite powerful. Would you replace powerful. that thoughts, Mark, with, uh, with happy thoughts? Cause I, so that's something that I would do, just listening to you there. I would always try and think of something negative comes into my mind. I'm thinking about my dad, again, to go back to that, he would always say happy thoughts, you know, positive, fill your mind with positive right. stuff. Would you try to do that? Yeah, I, I, I think basically what it is, is first of all, if you, if you are sad or if you have a bad day, like it's really important to not pretend you're not having a bad day. Like right. actually sit there and it's accept okay it. It's okay to have a bad day. And yeah. think it's okay to have a bad day. And, you know, to think, right, okay, this is, this is real and you have to process sadness like sadness and happiness both come and go all day, every day, you know, and you have to be able to live with it um, instead of run away from it, yeah. you know, because otherwise then you're just storing it for another day, you know, so you have to be able to live through those moments where you don't feel great. Um, and sometimes even recently, I mean, I'm doing things recently that I never thought I would, you know, right. you nearly laugh at it 10 years ago, but um, even just stuff like breathing, you know, like just, just sitting and breathing in and breathing out yeah. um, really helps to deal with moments where you might get a bit anxious about something and stuff like that. So, um, The not real thing as well, actually, something I heard before as well, and it's something I always uh, go to, something like if you're anxious about something or if you have... Uh, a, th a fear or something so fear stands for false evidence appears real f-e-a-r mm. so it, it's not necessarily going to happen right you're just fearing that it might happen but it's yeah. not actually real until it happens yeah. so it's just something to take into your mind so i i do that sometimes and it does actually help because it hasn't happened yet yeah that's good that's a really good reminder no no pressure kane over to you yeah <laughs> <laughs> kane just goes to the pub <laughs> well actually i used to be a very stressed out character as the boys know and uh, I found a sport that just completely took me away from it. I started surfing when I was in my mid-20s. Right. And um, I find surfing is um, something that, you know, it puts you in the moment. I think the biggest problem in life for us all is that we're constantly thinking about things that either have happened in the past or that we think are going to happen in the future. Um, and trying to find something that works for you, that puts you in the moment, in the here and the now. Mindful. Um, and surfing did that for me dramatically. And, um, you know, it, it lets you leave all the worries behind that's going on in your life or all the different things that are going on. And it gives you a place to go and think about things as well. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, I, I, I listen to a lot of audio books and stuff like that. The Power of Now, The Art of Happiness, all these things that are just and they're all very simple tools, really. I mean, everything that the boys are saying, we all worry about 
what's coming in the future or what we've done in the past. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Only if we if we don't focus on what we're doing here and now today, it's all we have is the here and now. So I just try and live by those things. It's not easy. It doesn't always work, yeah. as we all know. But they're the things that I try and live my life by. And um, yeah, that that's it, really. I think you have to let your, your, your mind, you have to control your mind. You can't let your mind control exactly. you. Exactly. It's a very, very strong and powerful thing. So you've got to be in charge of it. Yeah. Sometimes silence, challenge. silence the chattering monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> or talk to somebody. Sometimes just don't challenge. hold it all sometimes in. Sometimes you lose that challenge today, but you have to win it back tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for joining Thank me you. on this mental health a podcast of mine. Are you okay? That was really nice. I mean, I've interviewed you guys many times over the years and I feel we've all grown up so much <laughs> all dads and everything so thank you for the time today and for sharing um, thank you, what's thank on you. your brain thanks thank for you. having us thanks for having us see you next time guys